3: Courtesy of Super Producer Brian. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm Jack, and I'm thrilled to be joined by Super Producer
2: Becca Ramos. Hello, hello. What's happening? You know, it's chilly here in New York City. It's gonna snow apparently, but it's not sticking. It's just windy and cold. Right. And I—that's the worst kind. At I least know. give me something to show for it. Yeah, if you're gonna snow, <laughs> the
3: fucking snow. Okay. Have
2: it be fun. Have us be able to get a picture.
3: New rules. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, should we tell the people what's
2: trending? Let's do it.
3: I think we must. I think <laughs> we must. Uh, of course, one that I brought to you uh, <laughs> and had to explain to you. Uh, of course, of course. <laughs> iconic stylist to the stars, Law Roach, uh, has announced his retirement. Question mark, question mark, question, question mark, mark, question mark.
2: Well, I, you know, I'll, I'll take it, Jack, even though you you graciously explained this Yeah, so I me. explained
3: it to you. So why don't you just, Earlier I, I want night. to see how well you learned it.
2: Uh, so yeah, La Roche, Stylist of the Stars, famously on that HBO Max legendary, uh, but also I think most famous for styling Zendaya, but also Meg Thee Stallion, Hunter Schaefer, Ariana Grande, Kerry Washington, Celine Dion, Priyanka Chopra, Lindsay Lohan, and many more. He announced his retirement over Instagram, over the... Politics, in quotes, lies and false narratives of the industry. People think it's has something to do with what happened at the Louis Vuitton show this past week, but unclear what that all went down.
3: Theory, but that was my yeah. theory.
2: That was my of course. I um, looked at the video, or I was trying to find the video. Couldn't find anything about it. I just kept hearing rumors about this, like, snub at the Louis Vuitton show, like Zendaya was sitting front row, who's now a brand rep for Louis Vuitton, and like had to pull up a chair have La Roach sit with her front row. So not sure what's going on there, but I would say I'm very sad to see him go in the industry. I think he's really broken barriers into what is the beauty standard of Hollywood. I think he's really been a, you know, fashion architect as he likes to describe himself, but he's also just like, I think a stylist that really understands the lexicon and history of fashion. He really loves to bring back vintage looks. He's really attuned to what the person he's styling wants, but also the historical moments that they're participating in. And just, I don't know, he he makes art. I like look at some of these red carpet looks and they are, you know, they're pretty women in pretty dresses. But when Law Roach styles somebody, it is truly art. So I will be sad to see if he really, is officially retiring. It seems like the comments, everyone is like, what are you talking about? Like all his celeb friends are like, no, no, no. Notably, Naomi Campbell's like, absolutely not, we're not doing this. So hopefully Naomi can bring him back. I will be really sad to see him go. I hope that means he'll still be on another season of Legendary. I love Legendary.
3: And for the people, so they know, what is Legendary?
2: Legendary is... A show on HBO Max. Like the famous show, Ryan Murphy's Pose. It is that, except a show competition show. Got it. Yeah, like a reality competition show. La Roche is a judge. Kiki Palmer's been a judge. Megan Stallion's been a judge. They have a couple famous ball queens of the era as judges. So definitely a fun show. It's bringing ball to, I think, the popular culture. If you're not a part of the queer community, you probably don't know too much about ballroom culture, but it's really... Yeah. Fascinating, interesting, amazing art, and you should look at it. But I also want to say last thing: uh, go check out Meg The Stallion's look from the Vanity Fair party at the Oscars. It was his La Roche's latest styling choice, and it was perfection—truly awe-inspiring.
3: The, I will say, I looked through. Uh, you know, this is this is not necessarily the thing <laughs> that I am the most up on. I looked through some iconic looks created by celeb stylist La Roche from uh, uh, an outlet. A journalistic institution buzzfeed.com and uh known
2: for their listicles
3: the the work is great the like i have very very cool iconic looks that you know i don't always get fashion fashion doesn't <laughs> always get me um but la Roach and i yes mutual appreciation <laughs> he's a big fan of mine um also love that la Roach. like it the out loud sounds like it's gonna be french but it's just the word law and the word Roach. Law Roach. Scream 6 has arrived, dropped on all of our asses this past weekend and (laughs) broke the records for the Scream franchise. So I was curious to see what was going to happen here because in the trailer, it broke some age-old slasher movie conventions, some things that to me seemed like loss. like the slasher movie villain usually isn't pulling a gun out. Like I've always thought it was funny to like, just imagine Jason Voorhees just holding a handgun, a revolver Ready on go. someone. You're yeah, right. like, I
2: never really thought about that. They don't really hold like automatic weapons.
3: And the, the other thing that has always been confusing to me. And I think also it's very interesting to try and try and puzzle out why this is the case, because so, the majority of the film going population lives in cities for the most part. Like that, just because the majority of populations in the United States, I think, live in cities, or at least a huge sizable chunk. Now I'm getting nervous that I have that wrong. But I think, <laughs> yeah, like that's who you're trying to reach generally with your film are those cosmopolitan young people. And yet the movies are never set in cities and <laughs> horror movies set in cities generally like don't do that well. Like my explanation is always like, there's just something spooky about the, the woods or even the suburbs. They'll let you do the suburbs, but it just like doesn't translate to the city generally. But Scream 6 seems to have gone city and both of those conventions may not uh, hold up anymore. For this new generation because in the trailer he pulls a shotgun out um and also it like happens on a new york subway like there's a scene on a new york subway train so interested to watch this one also one of the reviews for the film made the claim that the scream franchise is like the fast and the furious <laughs> franchise that they've gotten better with each installment which is Shocking to me. I, <laughs> I stopped it too. I assumed they got worse like other uh. horror films. Um, so the idea that they've only gotten better since Scream 2, I, I'm intrigued. And people people seem to really be enjoying this one. The reviews are solid. Uh the BO is Bafo. So I gotta hand it to the folks at Scream. They're they're really doing it.
2: I mean, I definitely want to see it. I'm a Jenny Ortega fan. I definitely feel like watching this trailer looked really good. I have not seen, I think, the rest of the screams. Or I might have seen them in passing. I definitely have seen all of the scary movies. Like I saw scary <laughs> so you, movie was yeah. introduced to in my life before sure. scream was. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. But I'm intrigued. I, I heard it was good. I had... A friend go see it this morning. My partner saw it on Saturday. He really liked it. He was like, "I got to go watch Scream Five now." So, and he's also a big Fast and Furious fan. So maybe there's a correlation there.
3: Interesting. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that. And happy as a moviegoer, someone who one of my favorite things to do in the world is to go and sit in a movie theater and watch a movie. Uh, I'm happy anytime. Movies are doing well at the box office. Me
2: so, too. Yes,
3: ranch ice cream. Uh, there. So there is a company called Van Lewin. It is spelled Van Leeuwen, uh, L E E U W E N. <laughs> but I've been told very forcefully that it's Van Lewin
2: and not Van Leeuwen, like I pronounce yes.
3: it. Yes, <laughs> um, but they want you to pronounce it. They. They have that conversation built into their name. They're like, Absolutely. we're going to spell it Why this way, a so in the that middle? not only do you are you intimidated by us, like seeming a little like avant garde with our ice cream flavors, but someone is c- correcting you when you try and say our name, <laughs> so that you feel worse about yourself.
2: Uh, it's giving French. It's giving. It's giving
3: French. It is giving French, and it is spelling French as opposed to La Roche. <laughs> um, so Van Lewin has been making these challenging flavors they've made gray poupon they have made pizza flavored ice cream they have made mac and cheese and now they're dropping the hidden valley ranch on us this is
2: disrespectful at this point (laughs) it's so i
3: have to suspect because you you said that you go to these stores
2: I do. They have them in New York. They're a big chain in New York. There's a few in the Brooklyn area where I live. I love their Marion Berry ice cream. If I'm at a corner store and they have Van Lewin, I'm checking for the Earl Grey tea. Oh, that's such a good flavor. And the Marion Berry. Tea. Those are the two I rotate between. Oh, and also the Honeycomb. Those are the three I rotate between. But I never see these crazy flavors, not even in store.
3: So Earl Grey tea, that sounds very subtle to me. That it sounds is.
2: It's like a, it's, it's got the really strong hint of the Earl Grey tea flavor, but it's like kind of like if you were to have um, a London Fog latte, like an Earl mm. tea latte, it's got mm. that creaminess, but like subtle tea flavor. And mm. it almost is like refreshing because of the way the tea hits, like almost like a mint is mm-hmm. in the feeling, not in the taste.
3: So that's not for me. That's, uh, <laughs> I'm going to need, uh, am going to need chunks of something. You got to put some tea bags in there then that are the made honeycomb. out of, made out of honeycomb. Yeah. Or something like that. But anyways, I, I suspect that we saw Jenny's do this a couple of years ago with the everything bagel ice cream flavor. Oh yeah. But that one was, they were actually putting that out. I have tasted it. It, it does <laughs> taste good because it's cream cheese flavored and very mm. sweet with a, a little bit of the everything bagel seasoning in there to kind of you know, confuse the senses a little bit, but this sounds like they'd make one batch of each of these. Yeah. Put out the press release. Everybody gobbles it up because (laughs) there are a bunch of shows like this out there that are just suckers and nobody has to taste it and they don't even need to make it taste good would be my, do you think
2: it's like a brand partnership vibe? I mean, the fact that
3: hidden Valley is involved with. Yeah.
2: Like, cause it was Kraft mac and cheese. So is it like, These brands are like, okay, we know Van Leeuwen is very famous and also very good at making ice cream. What if we, you know, increase our brand share by doing a brand collaboration with Van Leeuwen? Yeah. I mean, if they
3: are getting the brands to collaborate, then I'm guessing they have to make it taste good. And so my theory is shot and I'm happy to be wrong about that. (laughs) I would love it if somebody reached out and was like, the ranch ice cream is amazing. I would be down with that. <laughs> As opposed to mac and cheese, pizza, pizza, for some reason, sounds like the worst one to me. Yeah. And, like, just, I don't, I'm I'm not a huge fan of cold pizza. I know you can eat it, but why would you? When uh,
2: Okay, see, I do, not that I love a cold pizza, but I'm just such a pizza slut that I'll eat pizza, like, any form. Yeah. But on the counter for a day, I'll eat it. Like, if it's in the fridge, I'll eat it. If it's warmed up, I'll eat it. Like, I will eat pizza any form. <laughs>
3: Yeah. so i don't know it just reminds me of frozen pizza like eating yeah. frozen pizza you're before right and you that's cook not it. fun and that's yeah. not i hate that, doing that you can't do that yeah when i'm fending for myself on the weekend i'll eat a frozen pizza <laughs> without cooking it but that's <laughs> not something well, i'm proud of
2: do you think it tastes like a lunchable
3: well i've never tasted the pizza lunchables okay uh,
2: so famous I guess, you know like,
3: because, you, you it, because miss of that this window. very, because of this very thing I've seen pizza made and I'm like, <laughs> that doesn't look good until it comes out of the oven.
2: I guess if it tastes like a Lunchable, I'd eat it because I did yeah. eat those many the times Lunchables. growing
3: up. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned for tomorrow's episode where we talk about how Lunchables are coming to school cafeterias starting next school year. All right, let's take a quick break. We do have a new Little Mermaid trailer to talk about. A um, couple other things. We'll be right back.
0: all lowercase, go to Shopify.com slash TDZ to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash TDZ. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zai I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump,
3: and we're back. And new Little Mermaid trailer is out. It's dark when we're underwater. They were like, the thing that we are going to make realistic <laughs> so is you can't see. You can't see shit. <laughs> Have you ever been to the bottom of the ocean? Very dark. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna stick with that. Um, <laughs> and then the parts that aren't at the bottom of the ocean, not as dark. So. They're just like, we're choosing to not suspend disbelief around this one issue. (laughs) Uh, Sebastian, we finally get to see Sebastian speak. Um, It's it's not there. Nothing has been done to assuage my nervousness (laughs) about how this character is going to come off.
2: Yeah. They gave you just a very brief moment of uh, Sebastian and a um, pelican. Is that is that the bird it was?
3: I'm not sure what that bird was. Seagull? Yeah, seabird of some sort. Uh,
2: A seabird of sorts. We do believe that they have kind of tried to learn from the past few movies of how do we animate uh, animals to make them look realistic but also talk like humans. And I think they are closer than ever with this trailer. It felt like they looked like animals, but they looked like animals that could emote. And that's... Oh, did they do? Yeah. Did wow me, i feel like the bird looked like it emoted i okay did not yeah see the enough bird sebastian. was giving
3: some attitude yeah, sebastian bird... seemed like they were cutting around they were not seeing a lot of like close-up shots of yeah. them like reaction little... shots where they get emotional um they seem to be s- compensating for uh sebastian's lack of Facial emotion yeah. with a over the top voice. That is of
2: course, which yeah. we were worried about. But you, you know, we'll just have to see it to believe it when it comes out. I felt like yeah. Melissa McCarthy looked really great as Ursula. Sure. Yeah. Um Hallie Bailey looked incredible. I felt like she sure. was looking really great and seeming like she was gonna nail this role. Javier Barden
3: as Kim Triton. Sure. Let's do Love
2: it. it. Fun. And Eric. I think mean, we both agree Prince Eric is ugly. Not. Oh, okay,
3: I did not say that. <laughs> I said he or does not I look say... enough like Pete Sampras, which is my for some reason. I've always associated Eric with Pete Sampras because <laughs> they were famous, they were at their peak at the same time, and I just feel like he should look more like Pete Sampras. But yeah, he doesn't.
2: He's not hot I don't know. enough. I'm sorry. It, it
3: does feel like there they, there needed to be a a He's larger not... hotness quotient.
2: He's him. not giving Prince. You know what I'm saying? He's giving like y- youth. Like a young adult very But youth, he's not giving very youthful. prints yeah.
3: We're gonna find out This person is like 14 years old and I know feel And bad. I, I'm gonna feel yeah. Really
2: gross That I ever even compare him to being Not hot, but hot. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like No 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 Don't cancel me Please Uh I know Holly Bailey's Over 18 Please don't make it weird Uh, But I just think There are like Very regal con- Like in theory If you're gonna be A Disney prince Like there's a regalness To it And he's just not Giving regal You know Yeah he's
3: just- He seems spunky yeah, he seems, he
2: seems like a young kid you're like okay yeah
3: he seems like he like could be played by tom holland a little yeah, bit
2: not worth giving up your tail for okay yeah. and your voice
3: yes probably the original animated prince eric also not worth that but <laughs> finally google has announced an ai feature in gmail google docs and more to rival microsoft um are, is theirs named Bard? Is that what they're calling theirs, or is, I think so. did that go by the wayside? Uh, so I don't know. Clippy, it'll do, it will be a paperclip <laughs> that pops onto your, the side of your and honestly, Gmail then maybe account. Maybe I'll
2: switch back to Microsoft if that's the case. <laughs> I need Clippy's help.
3: Yeah, but it's uh, yeah, I have experimented with Chat GPT, and by that I mean asking it five questions. And uh, apparently it's all about how smart you are at interacting with the chat GPT. And Mm. I am not smart at interacting (laughs) with chat GPT. So send me some queries that I should be hitting chat GPT with that'll provide good reads. But yeah, it seems
2: like in our team chat here that I was the only one with the existential dread of what it means to be ruled by AI. But you know, I would love everyone to prove me wrong. I just think in terms of the future of art and reading and writing, I don't like ChatGPT. I'm worried that we're going to become more illiterate. People aren't going to write anymore. Mm. And I don't like it.
3: Probably true. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Like, write me a dating profile. Let me see and, and what maybe it that's happens. that's my journalism
2: degree. Okay? You know? Yeah. I don't know. But... Yeah. I just don't like that I worked really hard on that degree and now people can just, like, input papers in ChatGPT.
3: Write me a dating profile.
2: (laughs) I think that's the only useful way to use it, the dating profile.
3: Okay, and then they wrote a dating profile for themselves. Hi, I'm ChatGPT and I'm here to tell you a little bit about myself. This is not gonna work. But anyways, uh, I'm not as nervous as i was (laughs) when that one person was like it tried to get me to kill my wife (laughs) and leave my wife for her um so yeah well becca it's been a pleasure having you as always where can people find you follow you
2: you can find me and follow me at x b-e-c-c-s ramos on all platforms and at mil mundos and Bushwick every other saturday
3: all right you can find me on twitter at jack O'Brien. Uh, that's going to do it for us this afternoon, back tomorrow with a whole last episode of the show until then be kind to each other. Be kind to yourself, get the vaccine. Don't do nothing about white supremacy and we'll talk to y'all tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get.